welcome to the Mind Tales podcast. We are a fast-growing tech mental health organization here to bring you the insights that you need to boost your emotional health and thrive in your daily life. It's our goal to make quality mental health care both accessible and inclusive. That's why part of our mission is to get discussions, conversations, and debates about mental health going. From psychiatrists to educators, entrepreneurs and community members, we bring you the stories and experiences of health advocates from around the world. And that's what we're going to do today. If you like our episode or have any suggestions for future content, please like it, leave a comment, or connect with us on Instagram at MindTalesOfficial. It makes us so happy to hear from the MindTales community. Hi, Jasmine. Thanks so much for joining us for a conversation today. Um, So for those of you meeting Jasmine for the first time, Jasmine has had an international career in education for the past decade, from teaching in schools to life coaching young adults and students to develop both personally and professionally. I can't wait to get to hear more about the work that you do at Nava Coaching. Thank you so much, Reza. It's lovely to be here. It's lovely to meet you as well. Okay, so just to kick off the conversation, could you tell us a bit more about your journey into life coaching? What prompted this strong passion for uplifting others, uplifting communities, and what have you learned about your relationship with mental health along the way? I think, um, I, I was like, like you said, I was a teacher for 15 years and I lived in many countries, 11 countries, and wow. you know, I was always going yeah, to the next country, hoping that things would be really different. But after doing this 10 or 11 times, I realized that I had the same mindset in each country. So even though I changed all of my surroundings, the experiences I was having was quite similar because my mindset was the same. Um, Anyway, when I came to Dubai, I kind of stopped and I just reflected on my life. And I was just like, wow, you know, I've had a really good time. It's been amazing. But I think I need to work on myself, my inner self, because I, yeah. and so I, I kept meeting coaches and, um, and then I just thought, okay, I'm going to do some training on myself, not to become a coach, just to see what I can do with my life now, because I just felt like something needed to change. Yeah. And um, I completed the training and it was really difficult for me. Like you, I really had to face things in myself, yeah. you know, and at the end of the course I realized um, that's when I realized wow this is what I want to do I want to work with others so they can have the same realizations and transformations that I've had and I'm having Um, so then I then I got certified um, and then I I was practicing you know I was coaching adults Mm -hmm. at first and then I started thinking this is not I need there's something it's not adults. I, I mean, I don't, I like coaching adults, but I just kept thinking there's, there's something else. I need to do yeah. something else. And then I started reflecting again and, and my life, like my teens from 15 or well, 15 to 24 years old were really difficult. Actually. I had a right. lot, of, I had depression. I went through so many things and, it, and that's what led me to actually travel in the first place. Like probably that's how I dealt with it. Okay. And I just thought, and as a teacher, you know, I'd worked with teens and young adults a lot. And, and then it just all came to me one day and I was just like, wow, this is it. I need to work with teens yeah. and young adults because I've experienced these things and I've got experience with them and I can talk with them. I feel like I connect really well with teens and young, young adults. 
And I just thought, wow, this is it. I want to help them. I want to give them a voice because I didn't have a voice back yeah. then. Um, so that's, that's been my mission really. So now I'm coaching teens and young adults and making yeah. workshops and programs to give to schools and universities. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so I love that your work goes beyond the individual and also into like this group kind of community based intervention as well for younger adults and students in schools. Um, and so could you tell us a bit more about what this emotional coaching looks like for teenagers? Embracing vulnerability and expressing emotions is something that's so important, but it can be so tough during teenage years because that is really the period when judgment can be so daunting and there are so many changes and specifically for teens coping even with uh, depression or anxiety as well finding that room for authenticity can be so tough so how how can schools and parents work to ensure that they're creating those safe environments where vulnerability is embraced well i think like looking back now, maybe, yeah, it does start with, it starts at home, doesn't it? I think yeah. everything starts at home. So I do think, but looking back, like my mom, she did everything she could to be there for me, but she couldn't because she hadn't worked on herself and she didn't know what tools and she didn't have the tools right. and techniques either. And she didn't show her vulnerability. Um, she always showed that she was brave and she was fine and she was, everything was great. So I think, yeah. It really takes somebody to be brave to show their vulnerability first and adults possibly mm -hmm. um, and then children can learn that it's okay to be vulnerable and you know and they can feel safe being vulnerable um, but yeah I think it needs to be modeled yeah because I've learned as well the more vulnerable I am around people then it allows them to be vulnerable as well right you know when you're yourself people can feel it and then they can be there themselves. So I think it's about taking the first step. So with the workshops, that's what I do. I kind of, I show um, even the teachers, teens, right. you know, to make the first, to take the first step. And it's okay to be vulnerable. And doing that, I have to be vulnerable. So as well, yeah. Exactly. So I guess it starts, that, that's how it starts. One person yeah. has to do it first. Yeah. Um, and how are these emotional coaching programs run? Are they, are they, do they change depending upon the school and the intervention that you're really looking at? Yeah, I mean, I've got, there's about 40 topics and okay. there could even be more. I mean, there's so many topics. Yeah. You know, there's so many things that you can talk about from, you know, loneliness, connection, yeah. bullying, body image, self-confidence. I mean, there's so many topics. Yeah. But I do talk to the schools and ask them, you know, what specifically are they, do they need, you know, because I guess each school has different needs. Right. They're quite similar though. They are quite similar. Yeah. But, um, and then I, I can work regarding what they say to me so I can tailor the workshops, you know, right. to meet the school's needs. But, um, but there's a lot of similarities and overlaps. So, yeah. Yeah. We're human at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. Even, you know, what I do with teens, I do with adults sometimes as well. Yeah. you know um i just change it a little bit but it's good for yeah. everybody no yeah. on on that oh, yeah sorry. go ahead no no go ahead. no i was going to say the important thing for me though i like to make them fun and creative as right. well because I, I think for me that's very important authenticity yeah. fun and creativity yeah 
Yeah, yeah. And I bet then it becomes a lot more, um, it becomes less of like something like a task that they have to do as well at the end. Exactly. And I want, it, I want them to enjoy it at the end of the day. Yeah. Humor, sense of humor as well. <laughs> That's definitely key. A hundred percent. And on that theme of recognizing patterns and similarities that you've seen, you've worked with so many individuals supporting them and life coaching them. Um, so what have you observed about grit and resilience in individuals who are really able to adapt to these changing circumstances all the time? Well, I think I know it's that, that common phrase, isn't it? Um, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. You know, um, we're all scared. You know, we all get scared. And it's not like people who take risks and do scary things are not feeling scared. We are feeling scared. That's the thing. And we just do it. That's the yeah. thing. We all feel this fear and, you know, and, sen- and going into the sense of um, yeah. going into the unknown. Um, so it's just about learning that the fear will be there, but you've got to just take the leap. So, and obviously the coaching, yeah. when you really digs into your subconscious and you, and you realize things about yourself and the more you're aware you are of yourself and how you think and how you react to situations, the more you can change those situations. So that's how the coaching yeah. helps that. Just being aware and talking about it, having one conversation can literally change your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, that reminds me a bit more about studying high performers and studying um, those who are really successful at adapting as well. It's exactly the phrase that you used. I think we often assume that there are no negative thoughts that they experience as well, but handling it is so different. Um, Exactly. We all have these thoughts, saboteurs, we call them in coaching, that keep us in our, try to keep us in our comfort zone. We all have them. And it's only when you're aware what they are and why they're there, then you can deal with them. So it's all about awareness. Awareness is key. Absolute key. That's actually so interesting as well. That's something that I've noticed from a lot of these conversations that I've had, which is these, I mean, community leaders, which is what I would see your work as and other individuals as well who are really taking a stand for mental health. Just this idea of self-awareness. I've heard it mentioned so many times and it's so important though. It, It really so many levels so many levels of self like sometimes I remember before I thought I was quite self-aware and then after the coaching I was like wow there's just layers and layers and layers yeah I guess the learning never ends actually exactly and so how how do you take care of yourself when you're trying to focus on your mental health what would be your top tips for um, our audience today I guess the first thing um, is what I say to myself the words I say to myself, that is huge for me because yeah. that, can, that can change my whole day, which can change your week, which can change your month, which can change your life, actually. Yeah. You know, before I was quite critical of myself. And I am still sometimes now, but now I, I catch myself and, and I just stop. So I'm, I'm just kind to myself, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm nice to myself, um, which I think is huge for me because I was always, yeah, very self-critical, trying to be perfect trying to be perfect yeah. you know putting pressure on myself yeah. all of these things which I realized just actually did not help me at all I wasn't productive when I was like that mm. um so yeah definitely the words I say to myself I'm not hard on myself anymore I just try and do my best do what I can and that's yeah. enough I'm enough basically um I make sure I get exercise you know yeah exercise is very important just even if it's a walk 
um, yeah. eating healthy, um, writing. I do a lot of writing. That for me, that helps. Journaling. Yeah. Um, yeah, because sometimes you can't get it. It's all in your head, and it's just going round and round. And you. So if you write it down, sometimes the pen just. Sometimes when I'm writing, the pen just takes over, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. wow. Well, I didn't even realize I was, that was in me. So that's very therapeutic for me. And obviously I have a coach. So I'm always working on myself, but then sometimes I think it is good to have a break as well from coaching because you can have, you can just, you know, be coached too much. And sometimes you just need to step back, start listening to yourself. Yeah. So I listen to myself a lot more and especially since the accident, that was like a massive lesson for me because I didn't actually want to go. So, um, it was all about, yeah, listen to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Listen for me, it's listen. I know that sounds so simple, but to be honest, I do think it's the simple things that we need to do and we don't do because we complicate things and we think, oh, we need to do all of this and we make things so big and actually it's just simple things looking after ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Having fun as well. We're just laughing with your friends. Laughter is the best medicine. Sense of humor yeah. has got me through. Yeah. Yeah. No. Would you have given the same advice to yourself as well when you were a teenager? Oh yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, yeah, but it's hard to listen to, isn't it? Yeah. I think as a teenager, because I probably had people telling me that, but I think I would have benefited from actually learning the techniques and yeah. doing them, not just yeah. listening. Um, sometimes I think, like with the coaching, it's very experimental. You, you do things. You're not just sat there and I'm talking. It's yeah. all, you are doing the work. You're moving around. It's lots of embodiment and things like that. And I think right. that would have helped me experience and the, the coaching techniques, not just listening. Yeah. Yeah. Listening's good, but doing, I think you learn more by actually doing and practicing. I mean, it's incredible now that you get to host these workshops and actually have that integrated aspect and you're the one leading it, which is amazing because you have, you have this experience as well. And the thing is, the great thing about it is when I'm doing the workshops, you know, I always learn from the participants as well. Yeah. However old they are, there's always something you can learn from someone. Yeah. You know, you, you're always learning. So yeah yeah it's, it's good it's amazing yeah and uh where can i our audience or listeners uh keep up with the work that you've been doing probably on instagram and linkedin right. instagram with, with nava and linkedin just my name okay. jasmine navarro yeah i do lots of lives on there and things like that um thank you so much jasmine for joining us today for this uh brief but very insightful conversation. For those of you who'd also like to join us for a workshop that's going to be upcoming, um, Jasmine's also going to be leading a bit of an interactive one and we're so excited for that. So definitely look out for that as well. Thank you so much, Rosa. It's been lovely to speak to you today. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Mind Tales Collective. If there were any questions that stood out to you, don't let these conversations stop here. Share your thoughts with your family and friends or send over a quick message to us on Instagram to share your thoughts with us. And don't forget to hit the follow button. You can find us at Mindtales Official. We know it's been a tough year. We want to remind you to check in on how you're feeling and ask for help if you need it. Remember, self-care is more than a band-aid. Your mental health is important. Stay tuned for more content next week. Take care and talk to you soon.